If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Good morning and welcome to Newsdesk here on the Joy News Channel, live from our studio here in Accra. We're live on DSTV Channel 421, GoTV Channel 125, and around the world on MyJoyOnline.com. Coming up, minority raise fresh allegations about the new Bank of Ghana head office as they raise issues of contract over bloating, procurement breaches, and the use of an unregistered company. Details from a latest oversight investigation by NDC MP for North Tongue, Samuel Okujeto Ablakwa. Also, Ofanko resident forced to remain indoor as a result of constant flooding of the community, which has rendered their roads inaccessible. We'll have details from that community for you here. Now, also, what's the latest on the Niger coup and deployment of ECOWAS troops uh, to restore order and peace? Stay right here for the update as we take you to that special uh, ceremony happening in Burma camp ahead of a meeting among ECOWAS military chiefs. Now, we have uh, the latest in business news and more in this package. Stay with us for details. So let's take you straight to the Burma camp where the meeting of ECOWAS military chiefs is happening. Blessa Suga is uh, there for us. Let's take you there now to get updates.
watching us uh, on the Joy News channel and what you uh, see now on your screens uh, is the Guard of Honour, uh, which is um, stationed here right in front of the Burma Hall. Burma Hall is serving as that base for uh, the West African regional body, ECOWAS, which is today holding its uh, meeting. And the meeting simply is uh, to explore the options of the uh, when it comes to the activation of a standby force for the sub-regional body. The background to this, for those of you who are watching us and connecting maybe for the very first time, is that just at the uh, till end of last month, we uh, saw that the presidential guard in Niger announced a coup d'etat, which effectively means that President Mohamed Bazoum will no longer be considered as uh, president for the Republic of Niger. And that's because the presidential guard uh, staged a coup, deposed him, and that activated, of course, a number of reactions from the sub-regional body ECOWAS. Now, ECOWAS, from its uh, initial point, uh, decided to engage Gage the military team in Niger just to ensure that there's a smooth handover of power and the reinstatement of President Mohamed Bazoum. Um, preceding that were a raft of sanctions that were announced by the sub regional body, uh, ECOWAS, uh, which announced that, um, uh, of course, it was going to sanction uh, Niger. And basically, the decision to sanction Niger is uh, because the, the sub regional body, ECOWAS, believes that uh, the issues were not in line with the principles that they have, which is uh, to affirm the position of democratic rule, democratic values, uh, which the military uh, junta in Niger violated. As part of the moves, uh, General Abdul Salami Abubakar was deployed uh, together with the Sultan of Sokoto to engage the team in the Republic of Niger. That was part of the initial plan. But ECOWAS further reported at its meeting, which happened last week in Abuja, that all of these individuals were repelled by the military team in uh, the Republic of Niger. And so because of that, the decision by the sub-regional body leaders is that there would no longer be uh, the need to wait and to uh, dilly-dally around the issues of the increasing spate of military coup d'etat, which is now becoming a norm in the sub-region, a reason for which we're seeing the meeting that you have in the background today, uh, where the ECOWAS military chiefs have been ordered by the sub-regional leaders, including our president, Nanadu Dankwa Kufado, to activate an ECOWAS standby force is the reason for which we're here today witnessing and seeing what is happening now we'll be taking you in uh, you know briefly where we'll listen to the opening remarks and and get to see what exactly uh, is happening and what the concerns of all of these um, regional bodies have been but what we see now is the arrival of all of the dignitaries uh, just a while ago we saw the defense minister dominic niti will also arrive here and that means that it's setting the ball rolling for the engagements that will start uh, there there have been a number of issues first of all starting with the contribution of Troops. Even here in Ghana, uh, we're bringing to you that exclusive interaction between the Defense Minister and the Foreign Affairs, as well as the Defense and Interior Committee, where there's even debate about whether or not President Akufado has the constitutional remits in the first place to deploy or to contribute troops um, to this ECOWAS standby force. So it's the reason for which this meeting is also being held to um, you know, explore what the options are for the sub regional body, what the mechanism will be in terms of the deployment of the standby force, and beyond that as well, the operational challenges, uh, logistical issues that needs to be addressed. This meeting should have happened as of last weekend, but for various reasons, it did not happen. Some are pointing to logistical issues, some are also pointing to diplomatic matters uh, that, that affected um, the meeting that is being held today.
but it's now confirmed that we have, you know, other um, compatriots from other West African uh, countries coming down here to Accra to be a part of this crucial meeting. Now, after today's meeting, it is unclear if the military chiefs um, will affirm the position of the leaders. But be it as it may, and knowing that all of these chiefs uh, command a lot of respect and control their armed forces, uh, they would have to obey the command if that green light is giving. So that is why we're here uh, and waiting for what the deliberations will be about, what the outcome will be, and what the marching orders uh, will be. We'll be taking you into the hall because it's just right uh, to our side here where the real events are happening for the day. Uh, but what you see now is the Guard of Honor, which will be marched off very uh, shortly, uh, marking the end of the first phase and moving us into the second phase of the event, which has got to do with the deliberations itself. We'll be bringing you up to speed with all that's happening here, all that you need to know about, about the meeting itself, and we'll be interacting with some of the security experts who would also be giving us a sense of um, what to point out, what to, what to know, and some of the factors to be aware of. There has been, for instance, the concern about the capacity of the Sam Regional Body itself, the numbers to deploy. It's also coming to question and we're uncertain what the outcome will be on the contribution that the various countries will do when it comes to, uh, you know, giving out their um, armed forces uh, and the troops that they would want to contribute. So these are the key matters coming up. Also, we need to point out that uh, a lot of experts are worried and their concern has been about the fact that if you activate this force, you're going to be facing severe firearms from Niger, from Mali, from Burkina Faso, because we have these two countries who also have military leaders pointing out that any decision to intervene in the security situation in Niger will definitely move the region into a full-blown war. Is the military ready for that? It's what will be explored here in the meeting. So we're just waiting for the initial comments to be made, uh, initial interactions that will happen between the military chiefs, our defense minister, and other leading uh, members of the um, security forces who are present here at um, Burma Camp uh, hosting, uh, you know, the, the committee of chiefs of experts for the sub-regional body, the economic community of West African states. So that's what we're bringing to you live here on the Join News Channel. Uh, for those of you joining us, you can also, um, you know, just stay with us. Even if you can't stay on the television, uh, just grab a phone. We're live on Facebook as well and all of our traditional and social media platforms so you can follow and get up to date um, with what's happening because this has got to do, first of all, with the wealth of the West Africa sub-region and the threats being posed to you know, democratically elected governments uh, and stable democracies such as the Republic of Ghana. So that's why we're here, uh, bringing you the, the very best that you can get. Um, I also need to point out that present here we have the uh, ambassador or the representative of the sub-regional body, Ambassador Babagana Wakil, who just walked in a couple of hours ago, representing uh, the sub-regional body ECOWAS itself, uh, and that's where the engagements, of course, uh, will be reported from, because ECOWAS would have to report back to the heads of states on the operational challenges, some of the teething problems and recommendations that will be coming uh, from this military chiefs. And so that's why we're stationed here, bringing you the very best. There's also the concern about our nationals who are in the Republic of Niger. Why is that important? That is important because we know that there are Ghanaians living in Niger, there are Nigerians living in Niger, in fact more of them living in Niger. We have other nationals as well living in Niger. What would be the decision of the government of Ghana on that in terms of repatriation? 
because any attack, as we have heard from uh, some of these residents there, may result in reprisals, as they are pointing, pointing out to us. That, that's been one of the fears that they, they've been, you know, hoarding about what may happen if you're going with firearms. Will citizens be affected? Will people be affected? These are the concerns that, you know, some experts have also been raising. There's also the issue about external funding. Where will the funding come from, knowing that these West African countries do have a challenge when it comes to economic, well, without, you know, economic strength? We know that Ghana is going for an IMF bailout. The condition is not different for the likes of Cote d'Ivoire, the likes of um, you know, Nigeria itself, which is facing some serious economic difficulties. Will they opt for external forces to come in and to partner this um, you know, deployment that will happen? What will be the operational um, command, the theater, and the command levels? What will be the arrangements? These are the questions uh, bothering the minds of everyone as we move into the engagements for today. Uh, and so we're here stationed, giving you the very best that you can uh, get out of this uh, meeting which is just underway uh, just uh, gone by you see the Ghana Armed Forces the Guard of Honor uh, which is just being walked off now um, which is obviously signaling that it is the beginning of the day business is about to start and the security chiefs will indeed be making their initial or preliminary comments as we move into this meeting uh, of the sub regional body ECOWAS with the military chiefs actually uh, meeting uh, in the uh, hall. We'll be, let's move you now to the hall uh, where of course uh, that statement is being made and uh, we'll be getting you live pictures. Stay with us on the Join News channel. Uh, we're bringing you live pictures from the Burma camp. Let's listen to some of the speeches that are being made now as we move you into um, the hall to get the very best of the statements that will be made by our defense minister, by ECOWAS uh, and also by other um, you know, representatives who are here. So many questions on our minds but we can then move you into to that hole and bring you the very best that you need to know about the engagements happening but I also need to point out that after today's engagement we'll be bringing you you know fallouts in terms of what the requirements are what the decision is from the sub-regional body and what the way forward will be so we can now take you in it's a blessed sugar coming to us from the Burma camp where the security uh, military chiefs of uh, the various West African countries that are meeting to uh, uh, de decide on the plan uh, to enter Niger, to intervene there. But uh, as ECOWAS has made us aware, that doesn't mean all other options are not on the table. They said all the other options, including mediation, are still on the table. They're only making the military uh, to be on standby so that uh, in case all other options fail, then the military can then uh, you know, be deployed. But if the military will be deployed, they need to discuss the plan, the action, the, the entry point, how much it will cost. We know yesterday we brought you that one, how much it will cost us uh, as a, a, a sub-regional body if we are to um, use the military option. So all of those details need to be discussed. And that's why it's important that military chiefs in these uh, countries meet to discuss actions and to understand what it needs to be 
put in place before this this goes. But we also know that as as all of this is happening, uh, you know, uh, mediation uh, are still ongoing. But we will take you back to Burma Camp when we have uh, you know the update from there. But not to other stories now. The minority in Parliament are making fresh allegations about the construction of the new Bank of Ghana head office, valued at a staggering 250 million U.S. dollars. The construction has become a focal point of the minority's fight against the central bank governor and his deputies, who they have all demanded must uh, resign. In a lengthy Facebook post this morning, NDC MP for Not Tong Samuel Okujotua Blackwa alleged numerous procurement breaches in the awarding of the contract and contract overbloating. Kwasante um, uh, joins me on Zoom with details. First, Kweku, what does the MP say about the so-called restricted tendering used by the central bank to select the contractor yeah. for the construction works? So, Brace, according to someone who could tell Blackwell, in fact, make his own judgment and says that the Bank of Ghana engaged in what he calls unacceptable use of restricted tendering method, which he says amounts to a blatant violation of the Public Procurement Act. He alleges that five companies were handpicked by the Bank of Ghana to engage the services of constructing this new Bank of Ghana head office. He talked about the Messrs. WBHO Ghana Limited, Messrs. Man Enterprise, Messrs. Simone Limited, Messrs. Renaissance Holdings, and Messrs. Goalkeeper Properties. He says it is not clear what the criteria was in handpicking these companies to be the ones doing that. He goes on to contend that if this was... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Open to the public and all companies where engaged in bidding for this process, then some amount of money would have been saved to the state. And so he's taking the Bank of Ghana on together with the Public Procurement Authority for allowing what he calls a blatant violation of Ghana's public procurement laws. Mm. Uh, he again speaks of an alleged price escalation, claiming that the contract may have been bloated. In fact, he starts off by saying that the project, which we now know will cost the state about $250 million, Started at $81.8 million. He says it rose to $121 million. And then between, um, uh, between January and now, there have been some price fluctuations as well. He, he estimates that about $40 million have already increased between January and September of 2020 when mm. the project was earmarked. And in fact, if you look at the period now, the conversation is now that the Bank of Ghana new head office could cost the state up to $250 million. He's wondering how a project which started at $81 million is ending up at the cost of $250 million. He's likening it to the construction of the National Cathedral, where he says the project started at a cost of $100 million, is ending at $400 million. He's alleging that there may be some persons in the Bank of Ghana which have been giving out sweetheart deals. Those are his words. And mm -hmm. so he believes that not only have there been public procurement breaches, he believes there's a... a, a a price gorging in terms of someone being at the central bank and hacking the rates and probably benefiting from it, Briggs. Mm. All right, uh, let us head on to the phone now and speak to Samuel Okujitua Blackwell, who is making these allegations. Uh, grateful to you for joining us. Uh, first, 
Are the documents you have conclusive enough to make these allegations? Absolutely. These are unimpeachable, incontrovertible, undeniable documents. Uh, These are documents that I have intercepted from the Bank of Ghana and other sources. And no one can question the veracity or the authenticity of these documents. I have the PPA approvals. I have board minutes. I have uh, the letters that the uh, Bank of Ghana wrote. And you see, it is shocking that during COVID, at the peak of COVID, when we were given the impression that all what our leaders were focused on was saving lives, every other thing was on hold, it turns out that they were deceiving us. And this particular management of the Bank of Ghana, which has run the Bank of Ghana aground, accumulating the biggest loss in our history, over 60.8 billion Ghana cities, decided that of all things they would do during this period of bankruptcy, they would build an ultra-modern head office. Fine, (laughs) if they think that's a priority. But how on earth does a project which was budgeted in terms of its scope, its design, and all of that at $81.8 million, just within eight months, it escalates. And this is a dollar project, not, say, CD where you say that, you know, it's, it's fluctuated. I mean, and this is an institution which has been all over the place, uh, asking people not to charge in dollars, not to work in dollars. But here they are, exposed for not living by their own demands. They award a dollar contract at $81 million. And within 18, just eight months, from January to September, Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the chop better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store. All the apps store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan-African bank. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Score HD, the new
there is nothing so unique about carrying out project management services and you single source. Yeah, I mean, so you can begin to understand why the Bank of Ghana is bankrupt, it's insolvent, it's where it is today. And that is why I'm clear in my mind that all of us must move out in our numbers and occupy the Bank of Ghana. This governor or Miss Governor must leave with immediate effect. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. To take next after putting this set of facts out. So the first step, as you, we do, is to expose. You know, what corruption does not like is, is, is sunshine. U.S. Supreme Court Judge Cardozo made that point. Um, so sunshine, exposing all the, uh, uh, the underhand dealings or the shenanigans going on. And then we are going to escalate this matter in Parliament. Uh, we will be seeking a full-scale inquiry into these matters. And then we are also endorsing the position that has been taken by the minority and other civil society organizations to occupy the Bank of Ghana. These latest revelations give us very firm justification that this governor, who has created the biggest loss, the biggest bankruptcy that the Bank of Ghana has ever gone through, must leave. And this singular project, the happenings around it, the sweetheart deals, the blatant corruption, just tells you why the Bank of Ghana is where it is today, and he must go. Mm. Well, is the Occupy the Central Bank protest going ahead? Definitely. It is going ahead. Uh, the last time I engaged with the leadership of, of Parliament, uh, the uh, notification for the police uh, was even ready. I, I suspect it, it, it may have been sent already. And um, uh, I, I am clear in my mind uh, from speaking to colleagues that this is going to be a very, very popular action. All the uh, NDC MPs are going to be participating in, in, in this deal. Great mm-hmm. to you, Sami, for joining us. Uh, Samuel Okojito Blackwa is the MP for North Tonga. He uh, has document which shows some procurement breaches in awarding the contract of the new Bank of Ghana head office, which is at Ridge, uh, you know, and he is making these known. So if you have not seen that building, that's what we have for you on the screens now. It's directly opposite the Ridge Hospital. Uh, there, there are two uh, uh, towers, and that, those, those are the structures for the head office. Well, moving to other stories now. Bad roads and uncompleted drains causing severe flooding anytime it rains, resulting in older people being kept in their houses. That is the story of the resident at Ofankor Veterinary, a suburb of the capital, Accra. They are unhappy about government's neglect of the poor road that has plagued them in the community for far too long. They are pleading with the government to complete a drain they believe causes flooding in the area Anytime it rains. I have been to the community and uh, here is what my camera is captured. Please repair the road for me because I'm already dying. Anytime I return from the hospital, my health deteriorates because.
die. So she has to be detained. I mean, going to the hospital and back, it's a very, very big problem for her and for us. This morning, this morning, she was crying. How can, how can it be? It's, it's, it's not good at all. She says this depressing situation causes her mother to sometimes wish she's no more. Please, we went to Tuesday. She told the doctor that she wishes. All right, uh, sorry, we have to cut into this report, but let's take you to Birmingham because one of the Equus uh, security chiefs is uh, speaking now. Let's go there now. They are duly accredited representatives and delegations. My uh, chief of staff of the Equus standby force here, the director, peacekeeping and regional security of the Equus Commission, also here, colleagues from the Equus Commission, you know, here, invited guests, gentlemen of the press, ladies and gentlemen. I would like, first and foremost, uh, you know, to, you know, thank His Excellency Nana Adodankwa Kofuado, you know, President of uh, the Republic of Ghana, for uh, his dedication you know, to the ideals of regional integration, regional security in West Africa, which he amply demonstrated during his uh, two-year tenure as chair of the ECOWAS Authority of Heads of State and Government. We equally, you know, want to express our profound gratitude to the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, you know, His Excellency Ahmed Bola Tinubu for steering the affairs of our community at this very critical time in our history. And for his dedication, everybody knows his democratic credentials and everybody knows his determination to make sure that uh, our democratic process in the region is not put in the reverse gear. And we are grateful for that. I would also like to thank the government and people of Ghana for the wonderful facilities, the welcome and everything, the proverbial aquaba to us, and uh, I will say uh, Vice Admiral and uh, the, uh, our, uh, uh, what is it, uh, officers, commanders, and others, men and women of the Ghana Armed Forces, uh, to thank you for accepting to host us in these beautiful facilities and uh, to facilitate the work of the committee of the ECOWAS Chiefs of Defense Staff. I say are you equal to you. Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, this is the second time in the space of about two weeks that the committee of Chiefs of Defense Staff of uh, ECOWAS are meeting. The first was from the second to the fourth you know, of August to start a planning uh, exercise for the potential deployment of the Equa standby force to restore democracy, to restore constitutional order in the sister republic of Niger, 
should all other means fail, including uh, diplomacy and, you know, also, of course, uh, the sanctions that have been imposed on the country. And then, uh, this is the second meeting that we are having, and it follows also the second extraordinary meeting of the ECOWAS heads of state and government, also in the spirit of, you know, less than two weeks, on the 10th of August, who gave us the marching orders, one, to activate the ECOWAS standby force with all its elements, two, to start preparations for deployment to Niger, should all other uh, measures fail. This junta in Niger is playing cat and mouse with the community. They should know one thing. They have flouted their own constitution that forbids military incursions into politics. They have flouted ECOWAS instruments, particularly don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Uh, the various sections of the Supplementary Protocol on Democracy and Good Governance that declares zero tolerance for power obtained or maintained by unconstitutional means. Sections of the same protocol also talks about the democratic control of the armed forces and uh, their, you know, uh, subjection to the authority of civilian authorities. Their principal role is the defense of the territorial integrity of member states and to ensure, you know, security. And it is ironic that many of these junters that have overthrown democratically elected government cite insecurity as the reason for which they state the coup. So if it is insecurity, who should bear the lion's share of the blame? Is it the civilian authorities or those who are supposed to fight the terrorists and other uh, armed groups that are marauding, you know, in our, you know, sub-region? That is the irony of it. And they are thumping their noses to echo us. The uh, President Bola Tinubu deployed a very high level
Yes, yeah, so watching Joy News Desk. We'll take you back to the Burma camp when we get uh, latest update from there. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's return to Ofanko, where residents are calling on government to re- complete an uncompleted drain, which they believe is causing severe flooding there. And then they, they say that that has caused their road to deteriorate such that today older people are indoors and cannot access the hospital. No one shall claim a man. Please repair the road for me because I'm already dying. Anytime I return from the hospital, my health deteriorates because of this road. That was 85 year old grandmother, Amelia Hayford, speaking to me after she had returned from the hospital. For her, visiting the hospital can only be possible if she gets a neighbor to carry her to a nearby car, else she cannot go. Her daughter, Tama Hayford, says this has become necessary due to the destruction of their road. Carrying her to the car will take about 30 minutes. And to the car, she has to relax before the driver even sets off. By the time she gets to the hospital, her BP is way, way, way high. So she has to be detained. I mean, going to the hospital and back, it's a very, very big problem for her and for us. This morning, this morning, she was crying. How can, how can it be? It's, it's, it's not good at all. She says this depressing situation causes her mother to sometimes wish she's no more. She is. We went to the hospital um, when Tuesday, she told the doctor that she wishes and she had to give her depression medicine, which is so bad. And my mom, she's depressed. She's very, very, very depressed. So please, whoever we have to talk to, to do whatever, I, I mean, I'll break down. I think the little we've said, the government, not the road minister, should listen to our plea. This is not the first time we've done this. This road you see behind me was once a bustling street connecting this area that's veterinary and the Ofanko barrier. But today, it's been left to a pale shadow of its former self. Something you can best describe as an uncompleted open drain. The residents are saying one thing. The government needs to act and must act quick. I think we are, get, we are getting worried. There are aged in the community, aged men and women. How do they go to the hospitals? How do they attend to their medical situations? The school peoples that trek these areas, their lives are always in danger. You are out there working. You are afraid of the fate of your wife, your husband, your kids. It's very pathetic. The residents say they are tired of the flooding situation that occurs anytime it rains as a result of the uncompleted drainage, which has led to the destruction of their rule. And their pleas to the government have also fallen on deaf ears. Papa, I'm area. 
We are going through a lot of challenges here. People have left their homes because of these floods. When it rains for just 10 minutes, several sources of waste water pass through this place. The road has now turned into Alado, Gata. We played with government to intervene. One day, a people fell into one of the gutters here, and it was just fortunate that I was around to save her. Our older people are home because they cannot come out. If sick people want to go to the hospital, they have to be carried. This cannot continue. Now to other stories, people in three deprived communities in the Nadoli Kalio district of the Upper West region are heaving a sigh of relief following the commissioning of two kindergarten and junior high school blocks. Previously, people as old as six years had, uh, have had to walk on a daily basis between four to five kilometers from their communities to the nearest community in order to access uh, basic education. Join us as Upper West Regional Correspondent Rafi Salan report from Toyaga. Education is a right. Schools are the platforms for which this right is enhanced. A school is capable of facilitating this right when adequate infrastructures are available. On the contrary, across the length and breadth of the country, schools right from the kindergarten to the senior high level are bedeviled with infrastructure challenges, a challenge that keeps making it difficult. One of such communities is Toyaga, located in the Nadoli Kaleo district of the Upper West region. It has a population of a little over 500 people and has no busy school. As a result of that, children from the community who has interest in pursuing the academic ladder has to walk to the nearest community at Pazier in order to fulfill that dream. The case is even worse during the rainy season. There's always a high tooth in the education of the children as most of the valleys are flooded with water spilling into the streets and cutting them from not only schools but from the rest of the district. Concerned about the plight of the pupils, the Nadoli Keleo District Assembly, led by its chief executive Catherine Thierry Lankono, through the District Development Facility, DDF, constructed and commissioned a kindergarten block for the community. Typically, um, this is one of the deprived communities. It has no single infrastructure. And so to get a government infrastructure in the form of education, a school facility, is very, very keen and very important to the community. I am urging the community to support DES so that the school will grow. We should allow the kids to be in school. We shouldn't divert them to Kayaye and uh, Galamse. Education is more paramount. Once, once you get to education, you can get all that you want to acquire. Cutting your education short because of um, a zinc-roofed house is not the best. So I'm urging the community to help us to help them. The children and people of the community were grateful to the assembly for coming to their aid. It is not only Toyaga that has this challenge. The situation at Chang'o appears to be a carbon copy of Toyaga. Chang'o has both primary and junior high school, but without kindergarten, forcing them to sit under trees to learn. Furthermore, the community 
has no junior school block. As a result, the 40 students in the junior school depends on this deplorable structure to learn. Therefore, missing challenges will not be attained of the past as the district chief executive Catherine Lenkono also commissioned a kindergarten block in a junior school in Tango and Penitoba respectively with the funding from the district development facility, DDF. These are all rural communities that have the need for infrastructure, especially for a community like Penitoba. It's a growing, fast-growing community. And um, the distance between the community and the next community where they used to attend junior high school was so far away and that deterred the children from going to school. So it is on this backdrop that together with the assembly member and the party executives, we decided that um, the community deserves a junior high school. And so today we are presenting the junior high school to the community to encourage them to go to school because traveling the far distances was a hindrance, especially to the girl child. Um, after a while, they felt lazy to go to school. But once the school is now in their community, I'm hoping that it will enhance, uh, encourage them to go to school so that they can complete the junior high school and move further to the next stage successfully. Nadoli Keleo, District Director of Education, Kutuna Christopher, thanked the District Assembly for coming to their aid. My concern is that we should ensure that we don't misuse this uh, structure by not sending our children to school, not leaving them to stay in school and complete. Then they can go further to other uh, institutions. I want to appeal to you and assure the assembly. All right, so let's take you back to the Burma camp where Ghana's defense minister, Dominic Nitiwol, is addressing uh, the gathering now. Meeting of the ECOWAS Committee of Chiefs of Defense Staff to speak to you on a very important matter such as this. My dear generals, officers, our nation, our various nations, that is our sub-region ECOWAS, again is facing crisis. Crisis that we thought over the last 15 years had disappeared. When all 50 members of the ECOWAS countries had chosen the path of democracy and had civilian governments. ECOWAS became the toast of the international community and the investor world. Remember that in Africa, our region in the past had been developed by coup d'etats and military takeovers, whilst other regions did not have same. Southern and Eastern countries had relatively been very peaceful, and whilst we were creating issues for ourselves, they were busily, ladies and gentlemen, attracting investments. The result 
is that our people were there for the worst. But today, our nations within West Africa are sliding again into the era that we thought would never come. That is why it is clear to all of us that the security of the sub-region is going through one of the most difficult moments after the challenges in the 60s, the 70s, and particularly the 90s. When rebel incursions destabilized parts of the West African sub-region, and in recent times, the scourge of terrorist armed groups and violent extremist groups have rocked the Sahel region of West Africa. As stated already, the populations of these countries have been affected by these activities, and the people are paying heavy price. Loss of human lives, deterioration of critical infrastructure, school dropouts are abandoned, lingering humanitarian crisis, and states are gradually losing large tracts of their territory to these unfortunate incidents who now control and carry out various criminal activities. And... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Continue to conduct illicit cross-border trafficking. ECOWAS can only be weakened by these acts. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, as you are all aware, four of our member states are now facing sanctions for resorting to unconstitutional change of government, which contradicts the ECOWAS protocol on good governance and democracy. It will be recalled that following the extraordinary summit of the heads, the authority of heads of state and government of the ECOWAS in Abuja, Nigeria, on the 10th of August, 2023, convened Skira to the re recent illegal detention of President Mohammed Mohamed Bazoum by members of the Presidential Guard in the Republic of Niger on July 26, 2023, ECOWAS deployed all diplomatic efforts to resolve the crisis. But as already stated, the head of the military junta in Niger remained defiant after the expiration of the one-week ultimatum given for the restoration of constitutional order in Niger. Ladies and gentlemen, during the last ordinary meeting of the ECOWAS heads of state and government on the political situation in Niger, which was held on the 10th of August in Abuja, our heads of state and government directed the Committee of Chiefs of Defense Staff to immediately activate the ECOWAS standby force with all its elements for the deployment to restore constitutional order in the Republic of Niger. The heads of states and government 
issued a communique which was signed by His Excellency President Bola Ahmed Tunubu of Nigeria, who is their chairman. And they reaffirmed that President Mohamed Bazoum remains the legitimate elected president and head of state of the Republic of Niger, and he is duly recognized by ECOWAS, the African Union, and the international community. My dear generals, permit me to, take, to make a quote from the communique for the sake of our meeting and for the very reason why you are here. Article 3 of the communique states that the authority of the heads of state and the government hereby direct the Committee of Chiefs of Defense Staff to activate the core standby for with all its elements. The authority of heads of state and government hereby order the deployment of ECOWAS standby force to restore constitutional order in the Republic of Niger. Diplomatic and other channels shall remain open for the restoration of constitutional order through peaceful means. All member states, and let me repeat, all member states, the president of the ECOWAS Commission we've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation oh no we are out of range oh don't worry daddy i have alex in my bag alex what alexa open multimedia ghana equals calls and umwa and all other regional bodies to implement the decision ECOWAS calls on the African Union to endorse all the decisions taken by ECOWAS on the situation in Niger. Further call on all partner countries and institutions, including the United Nations, to support ECOWAS in its efforts to ensure a quick restoration of constitutional order in conformity with normative instruments. Ladies and gentlemen, my dear generals, you and your dedicated and loyal troops today stand on the threshold of history as professionals who are being tasked to help the people of West Africa to enable them continue to elect their leaders through free, fair, and transparent general elections. I am of the firm belief that you, who form part of the most experienced soldiers within our sub-region, will put in place a strategic plan that will boost the confidence of our people and restore hope within our various countries. The spirit of our people in West Africa is with you as we meet here to put the plan in place which will meet the ECOWAS directives. Without trying to make a roll call, I am glad that the Chief of Defense Staff of Nigeria himself, the Chairman, is here. The Chief of Defense Staff of Ghana, the host, is here. The Chief of Defense Staff of Ivory Coast is present in this meeting. The Chief of Defense Staff of Senegal is present in this meeting. The Chief of Defense Staff of Togo is present in this meeting. The Chief of Defense Staff of Benin is present in this meeting. 
The Chief of Defense Staff of Liberia is present in this meeting. The Chief of Defense Staff of Sierra Leone is present in this meeting. And the Chief of Defense Staff of Gambia is present in this meeting. Of course, ladies and gentlemen of the media, it's clear that Mali, who has a flag there, is not present. Guinea is not present. Niger is not present. And Burkina Faso is not present. These are the countries I mentioned were under sanctions and have been suspended. That is the reason they are not present. Of course, our brothers from Guinea-Bissau and Kuverdi have genuine excuses why they are not there. They are not here. Your presence alone sounds and gives me a powerful message to the world. You are united in carrying out the directives of the heads of state and governments of ECOWAS. And that after tomorrow, today and tomorrow's meeting, you will put in place a plan to ensure that the standby activated and that democracy will be restored in Niger. If presidential guards in Guinea and Niger, I will use the word take hostage their president, nobody, and let me repeat, nobody in West Africa is safe. That is why I urge you to continue to be loyal to your heads of states. I urge you to continue to be loyal to ECOWAS directives and to give effect that the days that coup d'etats enjoy the support of our people are over. Yes, in democracy, people will agree to disagree. But the vast majority of our people too. The vast majority of our people in West Africa do not want to be under the difficulties that we are facing today. You have the right, as men in uniform, to ask your governments for what you will need to be able to defend your nations. You have the right to ask your governments to give you the tools to defend the territorial integrities of your nations, to ensure that your nations remain peaceful. You have the right to ensure that your people choose your leaders in a free and fair manner. But the world will disagree. ECOWAS will disagree. The people of ECOWAS will disagree. When you choose, or people under you choose, to take hostage the people that your constitution give power to. Otherwise, all of us, including you, will not be safe.
Mr. Chairman, ladies and gentlemen, I am very optimistic that between today and tomorrow, all of you will put your rich experiences together to be able to activate the ECOWAS standby force to enable you to respond adequately and swiftly to the demands placed on you by our heads of state. You did it in Liberia. You did it in Sierra Leone. You did it in the Gambia. You did it in the Guinea-Bissau. Of course, to some extent, the world did it in Côte d'Ivoire. And I believe that after Niger, and the world will see that West Africa is back to normal and our people will begin to enjoy the life that they deserve. I wish you the best of luck in your two-day deliberation. It will not be easy. Nobody wants to go for a conflict. In fact, nobody wants, no soldier, no CDS, no president wants to see a soldier die under him. But when soldiers swear to defend their countries with their lives, they take that oath seriously. And when the authorities bestowed on you by the Constitution calls on you to exercise that mandate, so shall it be. Enjoy your short stay in Ghana as you'll be needed back in your countries. And I say, Akwaba, Ayuko, and may God be our guide. Thank you very much. So that says the, uh, the Defense Minister of Ghana, Dominic Nitu, who is welcoming the, the uh, military chiefs to deliberate on this and giving reasons why uh, the, uh, some countries are absent. And he's saying that the military have every right to demand right leadership and governance from their democratically elected uh, government. But... It is not people of, of, of the sub-region do not support the takeovers that are happening and that he wishes them all the best as they, they, they use two days to deliberate on, on their plan of action uh, for the military to intervene in Niger. We're still there in Burma Khan to bring you, you know, unprecedented coverage of this particular meeting. Uh, our man, blessed uh, Soga, is on the ground for us. So be here. We'll bring you all of that, uh, um, you know, here on the Joy News Channel for you. Um, uh, we will be there to understand exactly the actions that the military chiefs intend to take with regards to intervening in the situation in Niger. Uh, so that's it. Uh, we're still there. So stay with us uh, throughout the day as we bring you uh, the coverage of this particular meeting.
love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 